Welcome to How My Country Works with your host, Stephen O'Shea. The podcast that rummages around the hoarder's basement of the global political system and pulls out the insightful gems hidden way at the back. Each episode, we'll be working alphabetically through different countries' politics so you can show off to your friends and maybe gain a slightly better understanding of just how those countries work. However, many of the episodes will tackle themes and concepts that shape the broader picture but don't sit neatly with just one country. With this in mind, we'll be looking to do a bonus episode every so often to help fill you in. And next up, it's Antarctica. When most people think of Antarctica, they often think of the South Pole, penguins and seals. Santa and the polar bears are on the North Pole. But this landmass, twice the size of Australia, or 50 times the size of the UK, is actually the world's fifth largest continent all on its own. It also contains 90% of the world's ice and 70% of the world's fresh water. Much of the initial exploring of Antarctica was done by Englishman Robert F. Scott and Ernest Henry Shackleton though they were pipped to the South Pole in 1911 by Roald Amundsen of Norway. This idea of scientific exploration and discovery continues to this day, with multiple research bases from dozens of countries present on the continent. But given it's one of the coldest places on Earth, with temperatures having been measured as low as minus 89 degrees Celsius, it doesn't have a huge amount of regular people that want to live there. It's also, ironically, despite all the ice, one of the driest places on Earth, and is technically a desert as it receives less than 10 inches of rain every year. Despite all of this, there is still governance around how the land is managed. In 1959, 12 countries signed the Antarctic Treaty, which another 38 countries have joined since. This lays out what can, for example scientific research, and can't, for example mining and nuclear waste disposal, be done on the landmass. This means that no one country owns Antarctica, though Argentina is geographically the closest and many countries have territorial claims. Even the United Kingdom claims some of the territory, but that's mainly due to the local proximity of the Falkland Islands. Given the tensions between some of these countries and the meeting taking place at the height of the Cold War, success was never guaranteed. However, after six weeks of negotiations, the countries completed an international treaty which has stood for over 60 years. However, increased tourism, often costing between $10,000 and $100,000, and the growing presence of China on the continent, is bringing new challenges to the region. The Asian giant now has five research stations and invests more in Antarctica than any other country, and many other issues are arising over fishing, mining, and the territory in general. Despite all of this, the treaty would be very difficult to reverse, given how many members it now has. Well, Hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea around Antarctica. Join us next time where we'll be exploring the central European country of Austria. As always, please do rate us on your podcast app and recommend us to any of your friends that have a hankering for political knowledge. Follow us on Instagram at HowMyCountryWorks for extra insights and facts. And there you can message us around anything else you'd like to know about different systems or any other concepts that crop up in the episodes. See you next time. And remember to keep asking How My Country Works.